0: Chapter five of A Superfluous Woman by Emma Francis Brook. This Librivox recording is in the public domain, read by Bruce Peary. When Miss Jessamine Halliday made up her mind to the project of disappearance, which she disclosed in her letter to Dr. Cornerstone, she recalled this patch of country in the Highlands. She had passed through it once when on a journey of pleasure, It was a large district, unattractive to the ordinary tourist as a place of continued residence. The few cottages sprinkled here and there among farmlands were inhabited solely by peasants, and had little or no accommodation for lovers of luxury. This isolation made it precisely the refuge she required. She recollected the cottage of the Mackenzies, having stopped to purchase a glass of milk there and john mackenzie had consented by letter to rent her a couple of rooms in his house and had also understood that the arrangement included instruction in the household work and a share in the life of the family he drove to the station many miles distant expecting to meet and carry home with him a big lassie with substantial wrists and a bustling air of management nor was he without some shrewd apprehension of a bargain advantageous to himself. The contrast between his conception and the amazing actuality threw him into a condition of ecstatic amusement and perplexity, of which he had been unable to rid himself during the drive home, or indeed for days afterward. Upon Jessamine's part was unmitigated satisfaction when she got into the trap by mackenzie's side her modest trunk pushed in behind she looked round upon the broad stretch of country with a sense of beatitude after london with its heat of life its inconsequent fret and flurry after aunt arabella the width and grandeur were as the space is to an escaped bird and the peace and calmness dropped like cold dews on her heart and then after this draught of spiritual refreshment she sat up in the dog-cart to glance at the face of the driver from class to class faces are as nothing mere masks beyond which nothing can be seen because nothing is surmised the roving eye softly aflame with hope and entreaty seeks out the lineaments of desire but drops dead and dull beyond the barriers of rank here the divine spark fails the tinder takes it not or if any avail to cast it unquenched beyond the pale That is a sin which society may not condone. Jessamine, however, had some occasion to study the face of her future host. She found it an intelligent exponent of indispensable human traits. Shrewd, cautious, gentle thoughts had left tracks upon it, while from the eyes a spirit of human kindliness looked leniently upon the world. Besides these general characteristics, an irrepressible smile lurked upon the man's lips broadening them out and curling them up did any occasion betray the secret humor which tickled his spirit the reason for his unaccountable mirth was no part of jessamine's care she let it alone and for the rest sank back in her seat satisfied it was a part of Jessamine's character to enter into a matter with zest until the point was reached when she relinquished the whim in favor of the next the morning after her arrival she proved her mettle by setting to work at once and kept steadily at it for the next week or so mrs mackenzie found that slimness of figure and fineness of face are not incompatible with persistence in labor and by degrees she began to accustom herself to the soft radiant presence among her pots and pans and to lose something of her exasperation though still inwardly bewildered by a sense of unreality invading her prosaic labors as though a dream should inexplicably involve itself amid high noontide hours meanwhile the two or three weeks of vigorous application told upon jessamine's appearance labor early rising and exercise brought a pink flush into her cheeks and inspirited her aspect while little fierce lines of effort began to pluck up the melancholic burn jones droop of lips and chin moving about mackenzie's house or barns or fields she was either from the disparity of her surroundings or for a much more subtle and human reason lovelier and more attractive than in her life before a look was in her face like to the ripening of fruit when the sun is up a whole month passed away and one evening she sat in her room repairing a rent in her working dress she had brought no other gowns than these rough lindsays whose simple make suited so admirably not only the labor she had undertaken but the grace of the wearer after sewing industriously for some time she took her scissors and snipped the thread off with a little composed air of self-satisfaction let the dress fall upon her lap and looked up idly to the window supposing anyone undertook to disentangle the bare prosaic content of thought from the various and beautiful emotions in which it is transfigured the result might be startling to the sensibility jessamine's thinking for all her intense and exalted air may be briefly summed up as follows i am leading a useful and simple life i have forsaken the refinement and luxury necessary to a person of my culture to come among these poor cottagers and to give them the benefit of my help and superior influence dr cornerstone will be pleased with me and will be more interested in me than ever i am really endeavoring to be good and of course remarkable at the same time and as i am a most beautiful and clever woman my example will be the more striking people will follow it and my position in society will be elevated meanwhile it is delightful to spite aunt arabella and to torture lord harriet whom i hate but intend eventually to marry the girl had no idea that these were her thoughts she felt and looked something so different indeed she experienced a warm subdued glow as she recalled dr cornerstone's profound and austere instructions and she mistook the reflected fires of his strong spirit for a flame within her own After her meditation she rose and went out to watch the milking of the cows in the barn when that was over she came outside to refresh herself and breathe the air. It was a silent evening. The converse of the fowls dreamily disputing between the pauses of her thoughts was the only sound. The sun, though the hour was late, hung softly brilliant in the sky. The tints and shadows were tremulously deep and vivid. A visionary beauty, like some diaphanous covering, enwrapped the hills and woods and valley, and the enchantment dropped even upon the human heart. Jessamine forgot to think, and her mind lay passive to feeling. Her face was turned to the hills. The light mused in her eyes and folded itself like a veil about her head and in such a moment as this fell the master event of her life the opening of the wicket-gate into the enclosure had not disturbed her nor a tread which followed she supposed mackenzie to be still at his work but the gradual apprehension of suspended sound at length attracted her attention and then looking round she saw a few paces from her a man whom she had not before encountered he was standing as though arrested looking upon her with a gaze of unembarrassed concentration yet so impersonal as to miss effrontery his dress was that of a peasant farmer in person he possessed a full share of the strength and height of his race he had great shoulders and limber straight limbs moreover his face was of a fine quality firm in feature with steady eyes of a yellowish brown and throwing out an impression of independence pride and unconquerable gentleness jessamine startled into attention inadvertently permitted her glance to be locked by his whereupon he merely altered his gaze so far as to throw into it an added steadiness his expression remained the while placid and unconscious and his head took a slight inclination from its normal uprightness so as to suggest his bearing when in church or when in presence of anything curious and uncommon jessamine who was profoundly sensitive to the impression she produced perceived as clearly as though she read it from a printed page that he who was thus gazing upon her recognized in her no part of his own humanity but found her a picture an art product an object which it was well for him to have seen and no more indeed so mirror-like and accurate an impression of herself was reflected back from his eyes and face that it became a moment of self-revelation it touched her mind as with a pin's point and the finest ripple of feeling passed over her features the man remarking it lifted his cap and removed his eyes but this was so evidently the exercise of will in casting off an entertaining triviality that it became a worse misdemeanor than the first translated into her own phrase the voiceless verdict floated thus to the ear of her mind an art product a curiosity very pleasing and unique which i am glad to have beheld but it is no affair of mine and i cannot waste my time upon it as this clear conviction entertained her The man advanced toward her and passed by, his steps brushed close through the grass and his shadow fell upon her as he went, and she caught an odour, not of cigars and high living, but as of temperance and a fruitful field. End of chapter 5